And around the corner, Alligator Blood went to the front from Deny Knowledge, who's gone. Then Lindemann just fine, bowing to clear, and two is back on the inside. Alligator Blood, 200 metres to go, four lengths in front of Jewis Bowen to clear running a race and then non-conformist but it is all Alligator Blood a seventh group one coming up and Alligator Blood wins it by two lengths they were followed by attrition Amelia's Jewel brought to the middle of the track and then came here to shock out of the whip from Antino and then Charterhouse pride of Jenny at the 200 with Amenable and then came attrition further back Amelia's Jewel pride of Jenny at the 150 then Amenable attrition and then came Antino on the outside it's a big finish in the Turak, Antino moves up to Attrition, Antino and Attrition, they hit the line, Attrition or Antino, nearly a dead heat, Attrition's kick strongly. I wish I was running behind them, he needs room, as think about it, takes the lead narrowly, think about it from Senator G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews Review Podcast. We've just had a massive weekend. It was the Everest. It was the Caulfield Guineas. Myself and Nico were over in Sydney and fair to say we've probably come off second best, but outstanding weekend of racing. But you were out there at Caulfield. How'd you fare? Uh, it was a nice day at Caulfield, but um, well, the, the majority of the day wasn't didn't go to plan but we ended on a high so um was happy about that we'll get to that high in a second mm. attrition up you go absolutely saved my chiminda vase um yeah i was yeah i was in the red until then and then uh attrition actually got me back into the green so oh i, I was looking at like a complete strip out and ended up having a fill up oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah huge got out to yeah. what 30 38 or something. 40s. Crazy. was a bet fair. It was 50s, 40s. Bet, uh, I think it started 33s bet fair. But on yeah. the tote it was 38s, so it was freely available anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we'll enough chopping because we will yeah. get to that race in a sec. Caulfield, the rail was in the true position. Um, good for all day, was it? Or did it? Did we get it? Yeah, it was good uh, for no, all day. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm, it was, I'm saying it was a good for so yep. it looks right to me how do you think the track played mate um well the wind played uh, on track the wind was really really strong so it played a bit of havoc um it was coming across them so in the the circle races and the shoot races well i guess all the races that uh inside i guess rails in run probably wasn't wasn't ideal um and yeah um so I guess you can forgive some horses that were rails in run and um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I tend not to look into those sorts of things, but the wind was significant and you can you can forgive some of these horses because it was about like a 30 kilometer, maybe a bit, bit bigger than that um, kilometer wind going straight into them. So it makes a difference. Yeah. 
All right, I think we're going to start in race five. It was the Scalacci Stakes, 1,100 metres, group two, and as Fora has gone, Wooshka. Um, she has led them up here, as expected. Uncommon James, Damien Lane went forward and tried to really apply the pressure, but this mare was more than up to the challenge. Mitchell Aiken gave her a terrific steer, and she's powered away for a massive three-length win. Um, punning form, all-average benchmark, Minus 12.3 lengths above, above, so that's good going for Group 2, sort of average. She's rated 104 on the weight for age ratings. I'm not sure what uh, Form King is, um, bot, but you'll be able to tell us in a second. I think the Blinkers' first time Uncommon James did backfire. He did seem to over-race and was never really comfortable. I think he's worth a forgive. Probably go to the Manicato. They're not going to beat Imperatrice, I wouldn't have thought, but I think you can forgive this run. Um... And yeah, just treat him on his merits next start. What did you make of this race? Uh, yeah, so I think that the time here isn't actually that great looking at the um, versus the class because the Asfura and Uncommon James were the clear two leaders and they led them by about a couple of lengths. Uh, and obviously Uncommon James didn't perform to his best. But they weren't actually going that quickly. So um, it's an interesting race for pace. Um but yeah, as you said, I think I definitely agree with you. I think the blinkers backfired for Uncommon James. He got a bit keen in the run, and um, yeah, I'd be looking to forgive him because he, he's better than the form that he showed on the weekend. He looked he looks weak, um, and Asfora just I think Asfora ran to the rating that she did uh, in the uh, Moya Stakes. She ran a one hundred three point three, so I think she's pretty much run an identical rating. And that sounds about right to me. So I, I don't think she's gone forward on her form. I think she's just sort of, just sort of fits well in um, the the rating she ran last time. So she's in career best form. She ran a career peak last time, and she's run the same rating here. So um, if you if you, I get you can't really do it. But and I, I doubt she'd run a strong rating at twelve hundred meters. We'll get to the Everest later. But she's she's not that far off some of the, the best sprinters in the in Australia if you look just directly off the uh, if uh, off the Everest for, for example but um but yeah the, the market identified that there were two horses in this race and and really really late they just singled um in on Asfora and um just like went all in um but yeah I, I think I Mitchell Aitken um who doesn't ride very often in the metro metropolitan areas every single run this preparation has given her a 10 out of 10 mm. um, like you, you couldn't you couldn't write her any better than what he has I guess it's not she's an on-speed horse and um, there's there's harder horses to ride than a horse this fast and and where she puts herself on, like in in her races but um, he's taken the opportunity and, and he's he's won what two group two group races now and been she ran into one in the the group one Moya, and, and on the corner he would have thought he was home. So she probably she has a group one in her. She's probably she's good enough to win a group mare's race. Maybe she can head to the winter bottom or, or something like that. So yeah, she's a, she's a really good mare. And I think a few of these will go to the Manicato, including one two. As for Uncommon James, twelve hundred meters next start. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I don't know if she. They just they just can't do it, can they? Unfortunately, they will bump into Imperatrice, who, barring bad luck, does look Win. extremely hard to beat. Yeah, she she'll gap him. Like th this is a good level, but then there's there's just another level. Yeah. 
Yeah, agree, agree, agree. All right, speaking of another level, we go to the race seven. It was the Might and Power 2000 meters Group 1 Wait for Age. And gee whiz, this is a win and a half. I'm saying this is probably the biggest punting form figure I've ever seen since I've had a subscription to it. Um, I don't know if it's mythical or not, but... No, it is. Deny Knowledge has travelled 24 and a half lengths fast to the 600. Alligator Blood, I had a, a big stink on him because the race worked out exactly how I thought it would. Deny Knowledge going hard out in front, I thought Alligator Blood would be extremely vulnerable. Last start in the Underwood, he ran the 12th fastest last 200 metres of the race off a soft tempo. He's travelled into this like an absolute beast because he is one. It's his seventh group one, but I just didn't think he had this in him at 2,000 metres. He's proven me wrong. Um, the market was with me. $2.70 out to three fifty. You probably could have got $4 on the fair. Mm. Um, and he's just kicked their absolute heads in. I, I agree with you, but I think maybe my opinion is... It could be wrong, but I think I, I'm still saying... This, this is going to sound completely stupid, but I'm still, I still think that he doesn't run a strong 2,000 metres. <laughs> I think... Look, the horses, the horses that he, he's, been, he's beaten were 10 lengths behind him at mm. the 600 metres. And... I think he stopped slower than the other ones because he's a class horse. I think, I think when people when you go up to the Cox Plate next time when you're racing faster horses, they'll go straight past him. So I think I think this is this creates a, an opportunity where if people are saying that Alligator Blood will run a strong two thousand meters in a Cox Plate, I think this creates an opportunity if Alligator Blood's in the market for a Cox Plate, you can you can really gap him. I don't want to say that because he's he's a he's such a good horse and he's such a a lovable horse and he's he's so he's just so good and he's great for racing. But they've come home last six hundred here like thirty eight seconds. It's as slow as they come home. I think he was just slowing slower than the rest of them. Mm. Uh, and he like he he did he had ten lengths on Dewis at the six hundred meters, and and Dewis was going as quick as they go to the six hundred as well. So it's like. When you're going that fast, you can't you can't sprint ten length. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't yeah, work yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think I think that even though this was a ridiculously fast tempo, and yeah, I'm it. He won at two thousand meters, and it was a stupidly fast pace. But he's. I'm still saying that he doesn't run a strong two thousand meters. If that makes sense, it sounds crazy, but I actually agree with you. I will be taking him on in the Cox Plate again um the win was enormous and he's border like borderline ch word for me seven um, group ones no well, yeah well, he's just that because he's been around forever but he's a, oh, no. he's a he's a cult horse and he's but he's great but for long, longevity means a lot when you're talking about great horses and he's done it for a long time now seventh group one um, he so actually led one. the field up here well, deny knowledge was in a different race don't worry about her but he still traveled you know he still produced a 19 lengths above the all-average benchmark figure. Um, I know he's only beaten... Like, Veon declared this race shape has worked out for him because he's obviously a stayer. He's going well. He's on track for, I don't know, a 2,500-metre race over the carnival. No, he, he's going well for the, the Melbourne for the Cup, Cup, which he can't win because he's not good enough to win the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, well, I wish they went to a race that we could actually back well, he's, him in. He's literally run to his, he's run to his, his best, Veon Declare. 
and, and Shin, he'd been given the perfect opportunity to. This was half a slaughter by Shin on Jewess. Like I, I know she's yeah. she's drawn out, but when they're going this fast, you probably just have to be a bit more proactive. I, I thought she's ran well. We found out that she will be going to the Cox Plate, and Damien Oliver will ride in his final Cox Plate. So it's good to see the goat get a ride in his final Cox Plate ever. Yep, I, I think this race is. Uh, it's well, yeah. I'll be taking this race on in the future. Yep, and we we probably haven't mentioned it yet, but Cox Plate is in two weeks. Oh yeah, this would have taken a lot out of him. There's every chance he's flat as a pancake. Yeah, um, and that goes for any other horse who, you know, is, is only going to race in two weeks. And if they're if any are backing up out of this, forget it. Um, yep. just fine. He's he's one that was coming out of a very fast race. I'm not going to put the pen to him just yet in terms of, oh, first time. You know, wait for age. He doesn't handle it yet. But he was just a flat, um, probably paddock and. See what he does next prep. Yeah, he's run below form, but not to the point where. Yeah, he, he end of prep run, but um, he wasn't up to this grade anyway. Yeah, maybe not. But the the SP is very interesting. The fact they had him so yeah. firm started favourite three dollars ten. Oh, yeah, fair enough. But I don't know. I don't want to sound like a smart ass, but. You were right, whatever, but hold on. No, I wasn't. Last. <laughs> I, you were right about sort of... him. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Caulfield Guineas. I don't think anyone was right here because Griff has won. The Group 1 for three-year-olds, the stallion-making race. He's gone around at $34. V8 has bounced back in a big way. A nice run from him at $14. We know he was so good first up and then just had an off on second up. Stepardi got the run of the race and loomed like the winner, but probably just hasn't run a, a strong 1,600 metres. King Colorado was just fair, and militarised. He was never, ever in the race, off the bit from a long way out, but that last 200 metres was the race fastest, and it said, get me to 2,000 metres. I would still, even though he's only finished fifth, I still wouldn't be ruling him out in the Cox Plate. Oh, uh, yeah, this this is ruined by pace. I would have loved to see a strongly run race. And I, it looked like it was going to be a strongly run guineas, uh, but it wasn't. They've gone really slow, and Griff has been good enough to steal. It was a good ride by Malum, and he's run another career peak, but at the same time, I wouldn't I wouldn't back him to... I, I, don't, I don't reckon he would have won if it was a high-pressure guineas. I think he's won because he's he's benefited from it absolutely no pace whatsoever and yeah this is this race is I don't I don't think this is a good guineas I think it's a, an average to below average guineas it's not as bad as last year uh, the margins are okay which is surprising but even still um, you say militarize for the Cox plate yes um, and pe- people are making the very long um, line to so you so think. You, so you think. <laughs> very similar looking run. That's all it is. Yeah. The flash um, home from well back, run fifth. Yeah, he missed the start, which wasn't ideal, and, and Joe had to use him up early. Well, not use him up because they didn't go very quickly at all, but he tried to hold a spot, um, but he just couldn't be there. And 
Yeah, the, the splits are good, but he's a 20s, 30s chance. He has to improve. How much does he have to improve? What's he run here? Um, like, genuinely, like, five, six lengths. Yeah, but you can put plus, a big plus on... Well, I know he yeah. finished down the track. But yeah, but you'd want to. You'd, you'd want to put a plus. He's a, he's a 20s, 30s chance in a Cox Plate. And but they're maybe, going forward in the Cox Plate. Like, no matter where he draws, he's a 3 well, he was a length. He was a length and a half slow away slow here. True. But if he draws inside and he jumps clean, 49.5 kilos, they've only got one option. Mm, oh, well, it's Chris Weller. You wouldn't back him to do it. I don't know. M- maybe if he's 30s, you'd have a think about backing him, but you just... Yeah, like I think that this is a bad guinea. It's not like it's Animo. Animo was a, a like a really really good winner of a a guineas, and yeah, there's, there's no Animos here. Um, I'd be yeah, Stepardi. Well, well, first of all, they're saying they're going back to the Coolmore with V8. That's just that is very surprising to me. I've maybe heard some it's odd things everywhere. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> To be fair, he, his his career peak, or I mean, or for the, his peak for this preparation anyway, is in the McNeil, which um, maybe that's surprising to some people. Uh, but he's oh, actually, maybe that's not true. Maybe his rating improves if he doesn't get completely shafted out from the um, the the shift that Griff made towards the end of the mm. uh, last sort of hundred meters, but. But yeah, they go back to the Coolmore and it's 1,200 metres and if he's in the market, you just gap him. Um, and maybe Stepardi does the same thing. Stepardi oh. surely goes to the Rupert Clark. Oh, that's the race for him. Yeah. That's the race for him. It's a race you can win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they want to go to the... Maybe they have a... They go to the Coolmore as the tweener and then the Rupert Clark, but... Yeah, King Colorado, I'd like to see press on to a derby. He was good enough uh, just as a pass mark, and uh, he looks like he, he's a horse that'll stay. I think he's um, coming Cox Plate. Colorado is? Yeah. Oh, well. He's a group one winner, so he passes the ballot. Ugh, that's icky. Uh, Vedad, why did that not go forward? And Sheelight ticked over really... Oh, Vedad and Sheelight both ticked over extremely nicely for a, a vase. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, uh, you you don't want to take anything like rock solid out of this race because it's slowly run and it's icky and yeah and but I um if if militarizes inside fifteen or one for a cox plate you're just sort of laughing at it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because we know Joe Moreira can't make the forty nine and a half kilos, so might be Dean Yendel. If you haven't heard his race one, <laughs> that was all time. If you haven't heard his race one post race winning interview today, try and find it. I know racing.com have actually cut it out and I won't be <laughs> playing it. Um, he's going to cop a few thousand dollar fine for that for sure. But anyway, he won race one and two. So Maybe that's it. That's Dean Yendel for you. Um, and then Jamie Carr is probably the other option at 49 and a half. But Craig that's... Williams rode Animo a couple of years ago. Maybe he rides him. Or... Oh, no, he's on bright he's on side, bright obviously. Side. Bright yeah. side, yeah. All right, I think that's it. But yeah, there's. I'm a Mooney Valley staff member, obviously. But 
the stut stakes is usually the B grade form in to- talking about the guineas. And to see a stut stakes winner win the Caulfield guineas, that probably says a little bit about the race this year. I'm sure you'll market it as the <laughs> the lead up for the uh, the um, Caulfield guineas. Oh now. mate, the greatest the greatest stut stakes <laughs> winner ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, but I can market anything. All right, let's go to race 10. It was the Turak Handicap, 1,600 metres, Group 1, attrition. He was so close to winning the Australian Guineas. He was desperately unlucky in the fan, and they get their day in the sun here. Awesome scenes. Bo Mertens gets his first Group 1. Mitch Friedman gets his first Group 1, and our man Brett Norton gets his first Group 1 as an owner. He's still a bull, so this means plenty for the stud page, being a son of Churchill. Massive result. Antino came at him. Um, two world-class rides by Bo Mertens and Blake Shin here. Mm. Um, but he's just been able to, f- to, to fend him off. Amenable was a big improver in fourth. And Banker's Choice, gee, he is on track for a 2,000-meter race next start. Um, Ballarat Cup. Is that the race that you win or you run second he last ra- year? The, uh, no, I think he, he beats Raichu R in it last year, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Or did he beat a tissue in it? Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm gonna have to check that in a sec. Um, yeah, you better tissue, better tissue. Um, hopefully they don't go to or try to go to Cox Plate because we we want to back him in something he can actually win 2,000 meters. But but what have you made of this race overall? Obviously the big disappointment was Amelia's Jewel as a two dollar forty favorite, but possibly things not all sweet there. Yeah, the um, the race is on all right. The it's a, it's a pretty good Turak, I think. Even though the win is a 40 to 1 winner, you'd think that um, it's gone poorly. But... False, false price, though. It's only He had one poor. Like, I don't want to sound like a big head either, but if he was coming off the run in the fan, yeah. he's probably a $10 chance. Uh, he, well, maybe. Maybe. He, yeah, he. he, he yeah, he would have started shorter if, if he was coming off the fan run. Um, definitely. Because Pinstripe started $21 and he should have beat him in the fan. But um, but yeah, uh, he was strong and um, I think he'll, he'll, he'd will he stay. Pinstripe well, started shorter than that. He was 11s and then 15s no, late. Pin, Pinstripe was 21s Betfair SP. On Betfair. Oh, well, um, yeah. No one bets uh, on Betfair. That listens to this podcast. <laughs> We, we got reckless and has listened to us, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I, 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 I was standing at the two hundred meters, um, couple beers deep, and <laughs> the, and Trishan and Trishan and Antino were they were wide on the track, and they and they went right past me, and I thought, oh, Antino's, because at this point I I backed excess fifteen into eight dollars and gets beaten by a nose and and red sun sensation that was a big firmer and probably should have gone a bit closer and anyway um i had a bad day up until this point and and i i also backed a i backed the horse that won at uh, the hamilton cup and i completely forgot about it because i was just distracted with whatever was going on and i, I checked twitter and i saw that my horse won the Hamilton Cup, so I was I was having an awful day, and um, like I I didn't even realize that I was that I'd won, and then in the span of like 
five minutes I'd gone from having like an awful, awful day to having a, a very good day. So um, it was funny. And uh, yeah, they went past me and I thought, oh shit, Antino's just going to go straight past it. But he kicked back. He was really strong. Um, so I, I get the vibe that he stayed 2000. And we had a, we talked about it on the, um, on a review a couple of weeks ago, maybe saying that he was headed to a Caulfield Cup. I don't know what's happened to that. Obviously he's not going to that now, but... Golden Eagle, ten mil, four year olds. Yeah, but he he you did say he was going to a Caulfield Cup. Oh, there was there was some chats was about, about it. it but no, yeah. that's obviously yeah, obviously not now. But um, yeah, but up. going forward, look, I, don't I know. reckon he'd stay. Potentially, there there is a chance that the ownership group, like maybe next year, they will try again. But he went to eighteen hundred, and it, it wasn't that he didn't stay. He just put it in a poor one. That's what I'm saying. But no, he didn't. No. You feel like possibly the ownership group and Mitch Friedman might just go, he's a miler now? Oh, you I hope not. Well, I hope not. I hope they don't pigeonhole him because I, I reckon he will get 2,000 metres in time as well. High pressure mile, he's really suited here. Um, I just want to spiel, give my little <laughs> spiel as well when I was watching this race. I was down in the dumps after <laughs> a few losses and... Um, as you said, Antino, I wasn't even watching uh, attrition. I was watching Amelia's jewel, just seeing where she was going. And then when she found nothing at the top of the straight, started to lay in, I saw Bo. Like, what a ride, Bo. Yeah, Unbelievable was, to, yeah. to land your first group one, to have this horse midfield and then peel off and then find the best ground wide on the track. And then when Antino came at him, I'm like, oh, damn, I've backed another second. And when he responded... I think I was the only one in the whole of Ramwick that was on, but I gave an almighty cheer. Might have slapped Jack Adam on the ass. He might still have a red ass. So I'm sorry about that, Jack. But um, yeah, it changed my absolute mood. Yeah. Um, if, they're, if they're saying he didn't stay 1,800 on a slowly run, in a slowly run underwood and his strongest home in a... Uh, Strongly run, um, Turak. Turak. Well, yeah, I think he'll stay, and I think he'd probably even get further than two thousand meters. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about um, Amelia Stool. She mm-hmm. she's off her form, but it's not by it's not by loads. But I think everyone was just forecasting this big improvement, this big spike in this race, and that and it just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, she's. We'll we'll see if something comes up. She might have an issue. Um, but I think we can just. Well, I don't want to say we we just we get rid of the idea of her being a Cox Plate favourite, but mm. um, she's maybe she's a really good Rupert Clark favourite instead of a Cox Plate favourite. Mm, and surely, I, I, surely they're going to go to the Golden Eagle if they press on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but you can go. You can do both. Uh, I just don't think they'll. I don't think they'll run her six times. Yeah, fair or enough. whatever it but, is, five or six times. Yeah. But like, you get my, you get what I'm saying. Like, maybe she's just a a good Rupert Clark horse instead of a Cox Plate horse. Or I, yeah. no, I, I, I'm if she if she there's if nothing comes up, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't stay mm. a mile. Like a really strong. I know yeah, that maybe. might be stupid to no, say no, because they went quick. Point. They went they went quick. Um, last time. Moody Valley, but this is this is it's different the way this race was run. Um, 
just like the, the track as well, just to the way Moody Valley play, uh, played. I think may, maybe this sort of mile tests her. And I've heard people say that she's as a type, she's she's not a she she looks like she's more of a sprinty sort of fourteen hundred meter low pressure miler. Mm. Um, and, and Antino was huge as well. So and people are going to say, "Oh, she won the Northerly Stakes over eighteen hundred meters," but that was, that was the biggest jog and dash you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's every chance that she will be on this day next year at Ramwick over twelve hundred meters in an Everest instead. Yeah, more than yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see what happens. All right, is is that all? I think so. Uh, I, I liked race number two went well, and no, who won race two? Uh, Shiva beat Excess. Oh yeah, uh, trumpet. No, I didn't. I backed the second horse. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> well, I backed Shiva. So up to the sixth day. There's my plug for the meeting. Shiva, twenty one dollars and attrition at a big price as well. Got us out of jail big time. Yeah. Um, I think Shiva and Excess have gone really well. So, I don't know where they go. Maybe they go to the Coolmore and they're absolutely no chance. But if they if there's a uh, straight race for the Phillies on Oaks Day, I think, if they head there, then they're big chances in a race like that. Yeah. All right, let's move on swiftly to Royal Randwick. It was Everest Day. The weather gods blessed us again up there. 48,000 packed into the, to the joint. Um, it was absolutely rocking, heaving. Um, what did you make of the track firstly? Oh, I did think, you know, hard and fast track. Rail was out three. Definitely an advantage to be up and in, but that's probably normal for a, for a fast track. Yeah. Um, it was a good three um, and maybe a little bit faster in the shoot. So advantage to be on speed as it always is when you're playing on fast tracks it's just it's harder to run fast enough time to reel the leaders in especially when their horse is this fast so yep. yeah that's how it works alright let's start with the Cozzy 1200 metres it was race 5 set weights and penalties front page goes back to back in the race he he's just an absolute beauty this horse um, he's probably fresh only. His first up form now reads eight starts, five wins, and one second placing. He carried the 59 kilos, the top weight, but he carried that last year. Um, and he just shot out of a rocket out of the barriers from barrier eight. And I actually thought they were going really fast. The fact that he was such a loose leader and he was just left alone in front. But looking on punting form, he only just broke the all-average benchmark to the 600, two lengths which is slow for this sort of class of race. It's not, it's not that fast anyway. And he just put a gap on him. Opal Ridges ran well, but she just got into a horrid position. Barrier two, not enough gate speed. And yeah, I think this horse is pretty good. Um, I don't know if you want to keep following him. <laughs> yeah. Because he's That's probably fresh only, but yeah, he's a ripper. Well, not necessarily just that he's fresh only, but because like, where does a horse like front page go now? Um, but yeah, he, he ran to what he did in this exact race last year. He ran the exact same rating, and um, yeah, it's a it's a good rating. It's going to win a lot of good races. But I just like I have absolutely no idea where 
he'd go next. Uh, Bring him to Melbourne. It, to what though? Manicato. We'll have him. Oh, maybe if it's the biggest leaders bias track you've ever seen in your life. But oh, well, it's not all as a, as a as an owner. It's not all about winning a race. You can run third and <laughs> win lots of prizes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, Opal Ridge has gone well, and so it's far too easy. Big splits. Yeah, like you said, they haven't actually gone that quickly here, and he's. His main sort of rivals were were back in the field while he was comfortably rolling along in the the front and just um, really did dam- the damage between the six hundred and the two hundred and it was pretty much all over from there. So yeah, really nice win. And but yeah, uh, Op- Op- people will be upset and disappointed with Opal Ridge's run. She had the bar plates on or the glue on shoes for the first time. Yeah, bar plates. And she ran into trouble in the the straight, and she's not actually that far off her form. So I think maybe she might want even a little bit further too. So uh, yeah, yeah, fourteen hundred for her. Um, I should have had more on front page. I thought. <laughs> Yeah, you should always have more on them, but oh, which is such a good opportunity to bet given leader, well in at the weights, highest rated horse in the race, favourites got bar plates and maps for an awful run. Oh well, we move on. Yep, six race six. Uh, it was the Sydney Stakes Group Three. I thought this was a Group Two. Group Three, they reckon two million dollars. There you go, twelve hundred meters. It was the the Everest Consolation Prize. I am me. I thought she wasn't very good. Maybe she's still not, but she's had the blessed run here. J-Max giving this an absolute peach off a slow tempo. Um, overall figures, pretty poor. It's only 5.3 lengths above the all-average benchmark. But she's been good enough to hold off a brave airman. I thought he was outstanding. Um, I know he's only... I know they've gone slow here, so facing the breeze wasn't the worst thing ever, but still, it's always nice to have a back to follow into the race. Bella Nipotina, huge from back in the field. She keeps running third, the poor thing. Um, possibly could have won the race with a better barrier. She was huge. Sure. And uh, Cole Crush has overachieved in fourth. Yeah, this race... But I I think IME is not that good either, but I think that if she's going to continue to put herself on speed and the main dangers are going to give the give her... How far did they... Like, five five lengths. Bella Nipotina was nearly last. Yeah. Five lengths, the 600 Bella Nipotina gave her... Yep. On, yep. A, on a ridiculously slow pace for... At the 400, it was more. For $2 was, million dollars for these sorts of horses. Six, nearly six lengths at the 400 Bella Nipotina gave her. Yeah. Yeah, Bella Nipotina's ripped home in the fastest closing splits of the meeting. Um, she obviously should have won. She's the best horse in this race. And I think everyone everyone knows Bella Nipotina's... Best horse in the race, but she just get, got herself into a. Oh well, I guess she didn't get herself into it. I think bad ideas. Like if she if she sits three wide like Airman did in the same spot, she wins and she wins comfortably. Um, but yeah, you know what can you do? What uh, can you do? You can uh, try and go forward. Yeah, but what what can we do? They're not going <laughs> to listen to us. But you know. Um. Yeah, what do I say? Um, I am sat on a soft pace and, and kicked and run to her form, but I don't think she's any better than what she's 
every time she gets into a real race, she shits the bed. And um, I think Airman, this was a good platform for a, a a nice sort of Group Two race, maybe Melbourne Cup week. I'm maybe convinced the race, he's a good horse. Yeah, me too. The, maybe the race that um, uh, was it Malkovich started short favourite in and got beaten by the grey thing, not to be missed. No, no, no. That was it's our time getting beaten, not by not to be missed. Um, no, on, oh, yeah, on Cup Week, Mal- Malkovich or another one of Bjorn. I'm pretty sure it was Malkovich last year, or maybe it was two years ago. Started short price favorite. Did he win? No, no, he got beaten by some. I can't remember the horse's name. Anyway, um, he can go there and, and win something. Um, Villano maybe a little bit disappointing. I think she needs a bit more sting out of the truck. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't see enough of her to, to know anything about her. She's yeah. always in Sydney. Uh, it's a bit of an opportunity miss because she does go so well fresh. But um, yeah, this was a, it was upgraded to a good three by this stage and potentially she just needs it a bit damper. Mm. The horse that beat Malkovich was dirty old Hal Vorson. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... The world's richest race on turf. It was the Everest. Um, so good. So good, so good, so good. Sweet Caroline before the race uh, went off. Like, it's just such an awesome atmosphere that they've built here on this day at Randwick. It basically is their Melbourne Cup day, biggest wagering day, biggest crowd attendance day. And yeah, it was an absolute blast to be there. Let's get to the race. Think about it. He has just. He's just kept stepping up to the plate every single start. He's improved, he's improved, he's improved. He's just the perfect sprinter because he might not be a champion, but he just puts himself right there on the speed. He puts two lengths on them at the 2-300, and he's it's all on as the winner here. Um, overall, punning, punning form benchmark, 11 lengths above the all-average benchmark. I wish I win. It's slightly unlucky. Couldn't really build the revs at the right time from Barry One, but given that he's also saved a bit of ground and, and private eye was brave, cylinder closed off massive from the back. Yeah, that, sorry, in secret, in secret, not not cylinder. Yeah. The pace was slow. Do you reckon that was surprising? I thought people lots of people were saying it was going to be slow because there was no pace, but normally when you put twenty million million dollars on the table it makes pace, but I wasn't that surprised. It was yeah. Slow. It's not surprising, but it's surprising at the same time. Um, yeah. So you know, they've you know, gone. You know, you know why? You know why they've gone slow? Why? Because it's as good as the Everest cover. is, the the, pro, the prize money split is so awful for the winner that Trevor Noonan said it on the TRS podcast. There's not enough incentive for these horses that are long odds in the market to roll the dice a bit more because they know they're going to get their money back anyway. And if they run seventh, they're going to win more than barbecuing themselves and running last. So that's why the Everest, sometimes the pressure isn't as high as you would think. Yeah, maybe. Um, that's that's a good point, I guess. Yeah. Um, think this race has gone. The race has gone well. It's probably an average Everest winner. It's not Nature Strip or it's not Classic Legend, but it's probably Redzel. Uh. I think I still think think about it's a, a miler being <laughs> raced as a sprinter. It's one in Everest, but 
I think I think that it's it's hugely benefited by sitting on the pace on a soft pace while the main dangers are a couple lengths behind and when when you're this good it's hard to hard to make up that much ground on 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 fast ground because it's it's just impossible to run fast enough time home to run over the top of them so the rating the rating is good but I'd love to see him in the champions bar and I'd love to have a really good bet but I doubt I'd be able to do that sorry on whom think about it in the champions bar <laughs> oh you want to back him in the like champions bar pri- yeah, private yeah. eye last year I, I don't know I don't know what, 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 what do you reckon the market would do there do you reckon they'd just think about it in the champions mile yeah at Flemington I think he'd be it depends what would be there but private eye was off the map he started like $2.10 in our, he failed but yeah but he had prior form so it's different yeah true he doesn't have any form over over the mile whereas private eye was already a winner of the Epsom yeah um, yeah, it would be interesting. 1,200 yeah. metres to 1,600 metres is a platform that most pros want to take on. Uh, I don't know. I think I still think he's a mile plus. Um, and I, I, <laughs> well, he's won the world's richest sprint. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's that just proves how good I think he is. Like if if he's he's run a massive rating, oh, he's won an Everest, but at 1,200 metres. I think he's better further, so I mm. just imagine how good he would be in a mile or maybe even two thousand meters, because I think he'd stay. Mm. The breeder uh, agrees with you. You yeah. backed him in the Cox Plate. <laughs> yeah. I wish I win. People probably say I'm lucky to to not win. I think if the track was heavy, I think I wish I win wins. Uh, but and, and people will blame him being unlucky on barrier one but if he wasn't drawn barrier one he'd be three lengths he, he would have run yeah goes the same ways. as what in secret did like she he would have done what in secret did and run third or fourth so like relatively speaking it's it's not the worst thing in the world you it's obvious you, you'll see it but luke nolan's given this yeah. thing two oh, absolute was, peaches yeah perfect right he couldn't do anything about it and private eye was was good also he's run to his number uh, the big screaming horse home in secret. Um, maybe this is the horse I want to... This is going to sound stupid. Maybe I want to take in secret on next time because I know you'll disagree with me, but um, people will say she goes to Flemington, she grows a leg, and I think she just peaks when James says so. And I think maybe pe- the market will take her going or at least the early market anyway would take her going to Flemington as a too much of a positive maybe mm, I don't know maybe yeah there's every chance like her work through the line like she's run 1086 her last 200 2136 last 400 if she drew a gate there's every chance she might have won yeah she maybe yeah but can, can we agree that she's not just a Flemington horse I, I yeah I agree she's not just a Flemington horse yeah. But at the same time, she's drawn barrier 12 here around a bend. If she draws barrier 12 down the straight, she doesn't have to get so far back. So Well, that's the same with any horse ever. Yeah. But it's... Well, you, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to, but they do because for whatever reason. It's going to be interesting. I, I think 
uh, who knows what actually goes to the champion sprint, but I do think we are going to get an opportunity to back Imperatriz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, off this, what comes down? Maybe, uh, hopefully, I think about it doesn't go to the uh, champion sprint. But and goes to the mile but if like if if I wish I win private eye <laughs> on the mile but <laughs> he did it last year um in secret uh what bonus not just if they all come down for the champions sprint and we get a price in paratrice my god <laughs> it's going to be a great race and you you I reckon I'd want to make imperatrice real short first thing well, I, I don't think, think, you get, I don't think you're getting form. any anything above three and a half. You could make a bitch. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd yeah, be a it great, be great race anyway. Yeah. And, and it'd be well, awesome because it'd be a better race than what the Everest was. Yeah, and they've also got they've also got the, the option of the winners' stakes or the oh, giga kick yeah. stakes, the thirteen hundred meter disgusting race at Rose Hill. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure a few of them will go for that as well because it's probably worth a few mil, two mil maybe, and it's just another special conditions race. Yeah, can we just say one more thing? Sure. Um, cylinder. This was a soft pace, and he sat leaders back. People are going to think he's gone enormous. If he, the problem is there's absolutely nothing in the Coolmore, but off this rating, he's going to be clearly the best horse, rated horse in the Coolmore. But I think he's been blessed to be this close to them and well maybe we'll have to back your filly in the corner to beat them all Stratton Angel mm. <laughs> if I can actually make some money out of her but I, I doubt it she'll probably be too short again um yeah uh, Shinzo is just they've made it hard for him but he's probably just not much good yeah alright let's move on to race 8 it was the Silver Eagle 1300 metres and Vienna Princess, straight out of a benchmark 88, has gone boom, and she's won again. Uh, Karen McAvoy has given this an absolute peach. He also gave Arctic Angel a peach earlier in the card. She's a very nice filly that we might get to in a sec. Straight Acer has jumped out of trees late um, late there. He's run the four fastest last 200 metres of the entire day at a massive price of $41. Pericles was solid but back in trip coming off a bleed big pass mark and Benedetta she looned but she was probably a little bit disappointing I thought even though she was only beaten 1.7 yeah well this well the the horse that's won 15-1 and and the horse that ran second jumped 61 bet fair so you know like it this race hasn't gone very well which is maybe surprising yeah it's not the form for the Golden Eagle uh, yeah, per- well, it's easy to forgive Pericles because he's he, he had a bleed not that long ago, so like, and he, he's not that far off his form. So maybe, maybe they just reset with him, and it's a little bit disappointing because he probably would have won the Doncaster. But yeah, I think he would have won the Doncaster. Um, yeah, it's disappointing for the stable, but they've got enough cash, and Benedetta was. Again, disappointing. But third, I don't, I don't know if she wants. Actually, maybe that's. I don't know. Do you reckon she wants thirteen, fourteen? I don't know. She was also, you know, she she's got on a float. She's gone to Sydney first time. Yeah. Bring her back to Melbourne. Find a race down the straight and win. Yeah, 
But what though? Mm. She was backed in the she earlier was, maybe in she the got day. Soft legs. She got yeah, she was really soft. What are they back? They just they just back Pericles in there. Pericles. Well, the, yeah. the they everyone thought Pericles and ruthless dame as well would um lead. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's not much to take out of this race. No. Yellow brick was Yellow awful. Yellow brick was awful. Mark knew about it too. Like they've gone fast, and he was he did a bit of early work, but he's just no good, is he? Yeah, I would say so. Hmm. Yep, Maybe and Kabu, Kabu's the... going terribly as well. Yeah, well, he's had issues. It makes sense. Yep. Maybe maybe Yellow Brick goes to a Rupert Clark. Maybe that'd be interesting. No. None. <laughs> no? He's all right. He's not that bad. He's, his form is... He's still got a beat 0.75 to Hawaii 5.0 last prep. Like it, he's, went, he's, he's obviously... Something wrong's happened here. I don't know. He's been beaten first up at Toowoomba, and he's run last or second last eleven lengths here. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on. Let's go to race nine. For mine, it was the win of the day. Um, on the wait for age ratings that Dan O'Sullivan releases, it's one oh five point eight. To put that in perspective, I think Animo ran one oh five point seven to win last year's Cox Plate. So mm. monster. Oh, I thought it was one oh. Maybe it was one oh five point one. Animo ran, ran 105.8 last year to win. So he's run the same rating on... Oh, all right. Maybe it is the exact same. Similar anyway. Fangirl is absolutely bolted in. She half missed the start, but J-Mac, absolute peach of a ride, um, has hunted up, found a more forward position. He's sat forward of midfield. She was fifth coming around the turn, and once they straightened up her in bright side, she was always going the better. She's... She's bolted in here by nearly three lengths. Brightside got on his wrong leg, leg around the corner. Potentially good three track. He's faltered a little bit. Maybe he stretches out better on, you know, ground with a bit more giving it. But he's below his best. My Oberon has run a big race. Well found by you, Bot. Um, not sure if you got any money out of it. Probably not because no. you don't bet in Sydney. No. Um, and then Kovalik has screeched home from the back, but it was always going to be an STI. Yeah, well, she's gone enormous. She's run a big new peak I'm sure everyone will be in agreement that she's she's gone to another level maybe it's a maybe it's a little bit scuzzy because it's so soft but the margins are there so it makes makes enough sense that she's she's done it I guess but yeah the, the, she's gone enormous I didn't see this coming uh, so maybe what do they do with her does she 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 runs two thousand meters. So do they go to the Cox Plate? Have you have you heard anything as a? She is coming to the Cox Plate. She is. Um, oh, yes, that's, she's that's definitely amazing. coming. That's and exciting. There that is a chance that um, I don't want to steal Travis Thunder, but there is a key jockey booking coming um, that I'm sure a lot of people will find oh, I know out you, about. Yeah. That's exciting. And, um, yeah, J-Mac is sticking with, with Romantic Warrior, so he won't be jumping off. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to ask any questions. I'm, I'll, I'll ask you later. Um, yeah, she's she's gone massive. Um, my Oberon's run his rating is good for the Crystal Mile, if they go there. 
Mr. Brightside, it's disappointing. He's obviously run off his form. I have no idea why, and maybe you don't need to know exactly why, but um, yeah, she she ran straight past him. So he's obviously been off his form, so maybe something will come out of it, but he, he hasn't been that far. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disappointing. Maybe he's just looking for 2,000 metres now. Um, Nugget was good. Kovalikas just it just makes my head hurt. It really does. And and Buck, Buckaroo was was really good as well. He he has really strong form. Um, and form lines from um, from from Ireland. So he's in good hands. Maybe he can. I don't know what race they're going to set him for, but I imagine it'll be. I hope it's not too high. Maybe they take him to the Crystal Mile and. And the sectionals say he does. He need two thousand meters now, though. I don't. I don't know if if, if the high pressure crystal mile was it like it was last year. He just seems like a perfect. So so here's one for you. Um, the JRA Cup two thousand and forty meters group three at the Valley used to be on Moyer Stakes night. This year, because we took the Manicato off the Friday night program, this year it's on Cox Plate Eve. So 2,040 meter quality handicap at the Valley Friday night, $200,000. Maybe that's a race for him, Group 3. 2,400, mile and a half. 2,040, 2,040. Oh. Cox Plate right. distance, but obviously, you know, lesser, oh. greater horse. Hmm. They haven't said anything for the Cox Plate, have they? I think they would have wanted to get in, but he's not getting in. Hmm. Like I don't think he he doesn't pass the criteria for the committee to go. This horse is in. He hasn't won a Group One. He hasn't placed in a Group One. Start a pretty short first native trail once upon a time. Oh, do you, don't give a shit about SPs. <laughs> um, Get up in yeah. front of the Mooney Valley committee and tell him that it, tell them that he started short one day <laughs> in a good race. <laughs> yeah. Um, but come on, guys. His sectionals were good. Yeah. But no, they were really good here. Um, not not quite as good as Kovalikas, and <laughs> Kovalikas going back in distance. <laughs> it, oh, it it just genuinely just makes my head hurt. Oh my god. Anyway, um, it's about the money, butter. Uh, how much is the Koffer Cup worth? Because he'd win it doing cartwheels. Um, Five mil. Yeah. Well, he's not going to win the. Um, the golden golden shmeel. eagle, yeah, the golden goose. But <laughs> like, if he draws fifteen, he'll give him fourteen lengths and and run on into fifth. What does what does that pay? I don't know, but probably doesn't pay as much as winning the Caulfield Cup. Even back in the next start. <sighs> yeah, and then he'll he'll probably win the five diamonds next year. Just to anyway, we want attrition to win the golden eagle. <laughs> yeah, go on attrition. Yeah, um, light infantry um, man will. Ran pretty poorly, I thought. What do you think? He wants two thousand, doesn't he? This horse has no turn of foot. Like all you had to do was watch his replays over uh, back home. Like he needs higher pressure than this, and just to be able to sit on top of the speed and just you know keep battling on. But he's Coxplate too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is, and he he he's in the field. Like he'll make the race, but. Oh, he's just so one pace and it just doesn't suit Australian racing because we sit up a lot here and it's a big sprint home and he's got no turn of foot. 
I was he he looked like he wants two thousand. And lots of people were saying that he like in the UK that he wants two thousand. So yeah, he probably does, but yeah. he was still poor. Yeah, but Buckaroo, if he heads to like a Crystal Mile or something, that's a he's a really interesting horse. Myer Oberon potentially might be going back there as well. Won the race yeah, last year. Yeah, but if he was coming off, um, like he started forty. Well, he was forties when we did the podcast. What is he now? What, what, what did he start? Thirty-one dollars. Yeah, like if he, if he came off his run in the um, in the Epsom, or the Doncaster, which, which I always get it mixed up. Anyway, um, Epsom. Don Don's yeah. in the order. Yeah, yeah. Epsom. I mean, sorry. Um, if he was coming off that run and we were getting what like twenties and a crystal mile, but he's he's run third here and he's um he's ran alongside Mr. Brightside, you're not gonna get a price in the crystal mile, so um Buckaroo just looks like a much more appealing sort of horse if they if they both head that way, which i I hope they do. Yeah. All right, yeah, we're gonna that... talk or oh, I just wanna say race number three. Arctic Glamour um, hopping off the Stratton Angel um, bandwagon this is the best filly in the country this is she's she's she'll win the thousand guineas doing handsets so the, the next best horse headed maybe that's not true um, the next in the market anyway for the thousand guineas I looked before is that's actually going the tropics, Tropical Squall is going to the Oaks and she says she's not going thousand guineas no she's not going thousand guineas yeah okay so out of the early market which is obviously ridiculous but um, she's she's favourite obviously but the next best horse that's actually going is Zardozzi she would beat Zardozzi by that far it's, it's not funny this is a frosted what about out my of girl? who's your girl my girl is going to be favourite in the thousand guineas probably oh, this week Volante yeah Coe Volante well, yeah, she'd she'd wanna she'd wanna win because this is a big number and she's running away from him. This is a big win, and the the start before was just What's the number ninety seven point two. Yeah, okay. So she's well, just she's off Charmstone as well. Yeah, she's just off Charmstone. Um, what what Charmstone did in the Golden Rose, and I think there's a. A couple hints to say that she'll go better. Tra- Trav was saying I don't pay attention to Sydney and uh, and the, the trainers that train there, and he he was saying and I, I don't get to pay attention or, or bet on Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexiu too too often, and he mm. was saying that they're they're more uh, fresh trainers. Maybe that's an eagle for her because she went really well first up, and that's why she started. To t- and there's also another here. race, um, the calendar. Presnell. The calendar Presnell. Yeah, that annoys me day. because that annoys me because they'll go there. She'll win by however far she wants to, and and then she's going to start like like two bucks and a thousand guineas, and you know she she is. Yeah, she might be over the top by the time they get there. She'll be fourth up. She just needs to hold her form. She'll she is like really she's really really good. Yeah, she'll no, she'll fair belt the thousand guineas Phil. Um, the other race we want to touch on, um, oh, just going back to the um, what's name for a sec. One more comment on the King Charles. We didn't mention that Mario Oberon, like some of his big big runs in the Epsom and in 
um, the Crystal Mile, which he won, were on wet track. So if he finds a wet track, he's obviously going to be well back. So just something to know. That was a good 3D run well as he's ever run. I know he's ran well, but if he gets a wet track, it slows up other horses. So uh, well, he's more of a chance to win. Ben Gill's a dry tracker. If it's a wet track, it brings them closer together. That's the only point I'm making. Yeah, okay. But but he ran as well as he ever does. Maybe a little bit not as maybe not to the his best, but he ran close enough to say that he's 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 fine on good tracks. Yeah. Um Coe Volant five dollars thousand guineas prelude, is that a good price? I have absolutely no idea what's running in it, so right. um the only other horse I want to touch on is Lamb Legend, James Ferguson oh, stayer yeah. in the Saint Ledger. Um Bendigo Cup. 52 and a half kilos and Tyler Schiller has made two runs on this horse. He circled the field to take the lead. Um, even though they were, even though they've gone faster, they've gone 12.3 fast to the 600, which surprises me given he was, he just wanted to keep going faster. He started pulling a little bit. So Tyler has taken the initiative, gone straight to the front, outstanding ride. And he's been challenged in the straight by Cleveland and just dropped him off. Said ta-da, one by three lengths. Just outstayed him. Um, yeah, he's a very exciting stayer, isn't he? Uh yeah. Well, he's going to. Well, I think I think the the really strong pace suited him. I'd be. I don't know if he, if it was a sit and sprint, I'd be interested to see what would happen. But we'll just go to the front and set your own pace. <laughs> I, well, tell that to every trainer ever. <laughs> anyway, um. It's going to the Bendigo Cup and it'd be short favourite, I'd imagine. So, maybe there's an angle to try and bet against it because maybe it'll go up real short in the Bendigo Cup and it'll probably be slowly run because it's a staying race in Victoria, and maybe it'll be run off its feet because this is this is a real test and over 2,600 meters. So if they if he gets into slowly run 2,400 meters, it could be completely different, and and the rating might just completely drop off yeah well if any jockeys are listening here and you do get the ride on land legend because straight I'm sure to the front you will. i'm sure you will because tyler schiller probably won't be coming down on bendigo cup day to victoria to ride it <laughs> he could <laughs> maybe he could he could mm. um still trained by james ferguson so but yeah if you get the ride on this horse go to the front go hard he's a very good stayer is bendigo cup's ballot exempt for the cup Melbourne cup or not? um I have no idea. Is the Bendigo Cup ballot exempt for the Melbourne Cup? I think it is. Or it helps boost you up anyway. Because I remember, yeah, it does I remember high emotion. You might have to look year. it up. Yeah. You might um, have to look it up. But he, he, he looks like a, a real uh, Queen's Cup. The, the one that the race that Sulkin won last year. He looks that, that sort of... Yeah, the, the Flemington Queen Elizabeth. It's, it's called the Queen's Cup. It's not actually the Queen Elizabeth. I looked it up. All right, fair enough. All right, I'm pretty sure that's it. Any other comments before questions? No. I just want to say California Spangle returned yesterday um, in Hong Kong. He was, well, he's the fourth highest rated horse in the country behind Lucky Swainess, Golden 60, uh, Romantic Warrior, and then him. He was part of the big three. He's beaten Golden 60. Um, he's also beaten Romantic Warrior before. Um, he tried a little bit average so he had the 61 kilos yesterday and he won first up oh it was just so good because I just want to play it 
see what you think for yourself. But it was just so good to see him win after Zach Purton made these comments. California Spangles who can't run 2,000. And he's known for giving races away. You breathe down his neck, he gives up. And then uh, trainer Tony Cruz said this in reply. In the back, California Spangle, your thoughts, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, you know, let me remind you that Zach had his first choice on this horse, eh? Well, he, he, he made the wrong decision, I think. But anyway, Hugh Bowman's going to stick with the horse for the next run. It's the, uh, the, uh, the trial race, miles trial race, and then, then the international race. And Bowman will be riding the horse all the time. So, a uh, little bit of a clip there from by Tony Cruz saying, <laughs> Bowman will be riding this horse all the time. Zach, you had your chance to pick it and you got, the, you got it wrong. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Mm. All right, let's go to the questions. Josh Snelling, Cox Plate versus the Everest. What's the better day on track? Um, but you, you can't answer this question. Have you, what Cox Plates have you been to? I've never been to a Cox Plate. You've never been to a Cox Plate. What is wrong with you? I'm going this year. Good. Um, the Everest was outstanding. And don't get me wrong, Pack Ranwick, awesome. But like, I'm completely biased. I know I am. But <laughs> like, the Cox Plate, the roar that is generated from the Cox Plate because the grandstand is so tight there. And when you've got 40,000 people screaming home winks in a fourth cox plate i just don't think anything can quite compare to that the everest is amazing don't get me wrong i've been the last two years fantastic but the cox plate is just it's just something else and it's just got its own uniqueness um so cox plate ahead for me matt er said cox plate update romantic warrior bright side and jewel all disappointed last start what are our thoughts um Forgive him because the Cox plate's the main goal. Well, Amelia's jewel isn't going. We know that. Oh, I thought he said Jewess. No, no, no. Amelia's jewel. So, jewel. So, it's Romantic Warrior and Brightside. I'm warming back up to Romantic Warrior big time. Yeah, I don't think it changed for me. Yeah. I think you can improve lengths. Brightside, was he looking for 2,000 metres on the weekend or. Maybe. Was he just a little bit disappointing on the weekend? I'm not exactly sure yet. Yeah. Well, well, well Bryce, uh, if Romantic Warrior is... Depends what price he is, but if he, if he starts like $5, it's just a... You just back it. Yeah. I like it. I like the confidence. All right. Is Fangirl on a dry deck the best miler in the country? Ben says on Twitter. I don't know. Do you... Brightside probably has the consistency, but she. But Fangirl's it. rating is bigger than anything Brightside's produced on yeah. the weekend. Yeah, she's 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 well and truly stitched him up on yeah. Saturday, so it's hard to make a case that she but she's is not. better than her. Yeah, um, I, I did have a small result on Fangirl on the weekend, but I'm just sick about last start. Like we didn't mention it. Fangirl's unbeaten four out of four on with James McDonald on board and has gone to a new career peak every time he's sat aboard the mare. All-time ride. That's pretty cool, um, isn't it? It is very cool. She ran a 10.50 split last start and she still got lapped by Zaki and thinking over just the position she was in. So the market yeah. knew late. 
Amelia's jewel reached her ceiling or forgive, bot? I don't know if she's reached her ceiling, but I just think... I, I wouldn't be surprised if something comes out of the run on Saturday and I'd, I'd, I'd probably think she's maybe better at 14 or a low-pressure mile. Yep, as well. that's fair enough. Um, Mitch Nichols says, Fellas, do you know what price Barbie's Fox got to in the run on the fair? God bless Wishlaw Lass. It did look like Barbie's Fox had this thing cold and Wishlaw Lass just kept kicking on with Frosty on the inside. Yeah, that was that was a good race, that one. Don't know what it reached on the fair, but it would have been pretty short, I imagine. Aussie Punting Battler says um, that he wants to know how many beers we sunk at Ranwick. <laughs> Variety is the spice of life, my friend. <laughs> I, For the boys that know me, I don't stick to just one drink on a day. I literally mix my drinks like a madman. It's it's not good. It's definitely unhealthy, but uh, it works. Um, but how much does it cost William Bot Exford to get his perm at his barber? Who said that? Max Mini. Oh, yeah. Um a uh, couple winners a week. <laughs> Ryan Deeth, how did you celebrate when attrition won bot? I think we've already heard that. Too much, it was embarrassing. Love it. Uh, and then our man, Brett Norton, owner of attrition. His phone was dead, so I couldn't even contact him. And I thought, <laughs> geez, he's already, he's already dead. He's airborne. <laughs> <laughs> and Trishan's only he only just won and he's already written himself off um, is Trishan the best horse in the land laughing face yeah <laughs> absolutely he is alright let's wrap up the podcast there punters um, I just want to say a massive thank you to all our new listeners and everyone who has shared the podcast around because we've run a massive new career peak our last preview with Jules Valance obviously for the Everest and Caulfield Guineas Day um, we've improved lengths and big numbers big big numbers we've cycled so thank you very much it's only going to get bigger and better we're probably a moral to regress this week with uh, we won't be having Jules back on but hopefully we can get some big guests over the over the spring carnival it'll be Nico's job to get sloshed go out on a Saturday night and <laughs> pester these people to make sure they come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he does best. That's what he does best. Know your role, play your role, baby. All right, see you guys Thursday night for the big Caulfield Cup Day. Cheers.
right now. Right now. 